have you had a psychic or medium attempt to suss out any <laughs> demonic? Suss out. <laughs> I'm assuming this is like a 14 year old. So I think it's funny. <laughs> I don't know. Suss out is like old talk. Hello. Welcome to Guides to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week we are talking about thrifted haunted items. Things that people have bought either in thrift stores or on eBay, taken home, and then gotten an unsweet surprise. Uh, it's almost recycling. What What is it called when you like repurpose things? It's sustainable. Sustainable haunting. Yes. Why create a new haunted artifact when Mm -hmm. you could purchase one from your local Goodwill? Exactly. Or go on to Etsy and find something spooky. Why not? I thought I'd mention this was just a a happy accident. I don't remember how we even decided to do this topic, but we have a monthly planning session um, on patreon.com slash gttupod, and we plan to do this. And just coincidentally, I'm in the midst of a little challenge to myself to only buy secondhand clothing and accessories until September. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I think which has been going on that. for a little while. Um, because now I know when fall stuff comes out, I might get the itch. So I'm not boxing myself in that far. Right. I wanted to mention, like, this was not planned, but I thought about it when I was driving here. Because of that challenge that I've given to myself, I started following like a million Instagram thrift shops. And then I realized my entire Instagram feed was just shopping stuff. And I was like, okay, I need to put this in a separate thing. So I have another Instagram account. I'm not going to use it myself at all, but you could go through my who I follow if you're interested. It's Kristen Shops here. I seriously just made it to have it like if I want to go looking for like thrift finds, I'm not constantly bombarded i can like specifically go to it but if anybody else is interested in thrifting um go to Kristen shops here and go to my followers list so you have at least three <laughs> personal instagrams yes, i do i don't count that as being like it's technically an instagram but like i'm never i'm literally never going to do anything with it i just wanted to not have my own instagram feed that i like will go on a few times a day be packed with shopping sites because it was my entire feed was just like tons of items for sale and you run social media right companies so your instagram itself Mm -hmm. must be a nightmare um well i keep all my notifications off you know i like to run a tight ship a tight ship i like i like a a home and work divide yeah so yeah but no on my phone i have one two three four five instagrams loaded that i damn it i knew it I knew it. We just put new artwork up on the wall. We just added brand new artwork from Drew. Uh, uh, I in think the I hear something. After, what? I thought I heard another one like beginning to peel. They might. They might. Yeah. But uh, we just had artwork that was made by Drew in the Guide to the Unknown Facebook group off of our conversation a couple weeks back about finding a photo of a, an old ancestor of yours and being like, my God, am I a reincarnation of my ancestor? So Drew made these pieces of art that we got printed and framed. And hung them on the wall, and I knew they were going to fall, and they fell right at the start of the show. Kristen's now holding up a photo of herself. Yeah. Photoshopped as a Victorian child with bat wings. Right. By the way, look out for future merch with some of these designs, everybody. Mm-hmm. GTTUpod.com, the home of everything, including a better merch store experience yes. coming with, yes. I think, uh, new works of art based on these photos. But that sound you heard and Kristen's gasp. Was some of that artwork uh, crashing to the floor, falling off the wall? That's right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the spirits. Maybe David doesn't like how many Instagram accounts I have on my phone. Maybe, or maybe we are dinging up something that could then be. We could craft a story of it being haunted. No That's matter how true. many times you hang this work of art, it always falls off the wall. It just keeps happening. Because that seems to be one of the recurring elements of actually the stories that we're going to talk about in this episode. These are all things that people have purchased, whether it's something that they bought in person from a store, uh, which Kristen's going to talk about, or they purchased from eBay or something, which I'm going to talk about. Mm-hmm. But it, it'll be mundane things. It could be a teapot. That somebody's selling because, you know, everybody who's owned it has has turned up missing. Right. They all have some element of a story or a theory of a story behind them. And so Kristen and I have each compiled a few uh, different items with their backstories to share with all of you. And maybe now this work of art from Drew That's true. that has crashed to the floor of the Guide to the Unknown set could be a future one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we start there? The idea of somebody donating something, getting, getting it off... <laughs> It happened again. There's only one piece standing, and it is the photo of myself as an old 
black and white Victorian man with crossed eyes. We'll see if that falls by the end of the Damn show. Damn it! <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We're nothing if not a, a Mickey Mouse organization. <laughs> That's right. Maybe we should actually use nails. I don't know if... Well, maybe, maybe. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about the idea of donating something to a thrift store because it's haunting you at home. Yeah. And what might happen after that is in, in store. I have two stories where that happened. The first one I'll tell you about is from... Um, a consignment place called Consignment Furniture Showroom in Waco, Texas. Um, this place has a haunted couch that actually isn't even for sale anymore. Now it's just like a showpiece and something that they're proud of. A whole damn couch? Yeah, a whole ass couch. It's a big thing to be haunted. Yes, it is. So here's what happened. Um, the previous owner dropped it off at the store because he said that his cell phone wouldn't work anytime he was anywhere near it. Um, it had a weird sulfurous smell coming off of it. Uh, <laughs> you know, when you sit down, cushions. like a puff of sulfur smell comes out. A green cloud puffs out of the cushions. Yeah, it flows green. 50 years of farts yeah, start up I'm in the couch to, cushions. I to say, it is an antique couch. Like, couldn't something like this... If something that you're sitting on smells like sulfur, that ain't sulfur. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's only a hop, skip, and a jump to figure that out. It's not a big leap to think that couch is full of farts. A hop, skip, and a toot. Yep. That's right. Um, so, yeah, he dropped it off because of those things. And he also said that his kitchen cabinets kept flying open and closed. And he thought it had something to do with the couch. So he dropped it off at this consignment store um the owner of the store said that once the couch came in weird things started happening in store data from the computer would just like disappear and be erased um clocks would stop working and employees who have sat on the couch or have moved it have had bad luck two of them were in car accidents people have broken bones somebody fell through a roof seems like bad news but so they kept it yeah because it's like a promotional thing like people come to see the haunted couch so they have a sign on it that says haunted couch touch at your own risk and people will come and like take pictures with it and stuff yeah someone even offered them three thousand dollars for it and they wouldn't sell it what i know i guess it's worth that much as a draw i guess wow i don't know maybe it's become part of this consignment stores lore i guess yeah it's like part of their thing. But we deal in this subject matter, and I've never heard about this until today. No, I mean, that's the end of the story. It doesn't have a big, long yeah, most of the, A lot of these things tend to be mm-hmm. self-contained, like little micro stories. Yeah. But like, I, that's, I feel like I would sell that couch for $3,000. I would absolutely also, if sell the if, couch. Also, if your theory is that it's corrupting the data in your computer... <laughs> Maybe don't keep it around. Yeah, or maybe they say that because then it drums up publicity and more people come to see the haunted couch. Maybe. You know? Maybe, I guess. Um, so somebody who came to see it was the Destination America channel, which has Destination America is kind of like Bobo Travel Channel. I remember watching that here and there because we'd have good shows on it. Like when I lived at home, like good haunted shows. So one of their ghost shows went to this consignment store, investigated the couch, and they found that it had a blood stain on it that was not visible to the naked eye. Oh, my God. That's right. Uh, So, yeah. so So that's the story of that couch. Wild. I know. <laughs> so that implies you have other stories of other couches. No. That's the story of that couch. Well, well, no. Okay. Um, I have a story about a haunted bedroom set that a Habitat for Humanity in North Carolina had on their hands. Wow. So the bedroom set was like a queen size bed frame and then a big chest of drawers. Very pretty. Very fetching. Like dark wood. Very like ornately carved. And they cautioned in store that this thing was known to be haunted. So there was a sign on the stuff that said the price, which was $1,000. And then it said, please note, previous owner reports that the high boy is haunted. I guess that's the dresser. I've never heard of that before. Or is that slang? Like a long boy. <laughs> long boy gang? Yeah. That's, um, what's it called? Slim Jims. Yeah. They, they, if, you, if you eat Slim Jims, according <laughs> to the Slim Jim social media, yeah. 
you're in the long boy gang. <laughs> Aspirational to me as a social media manager. If only yeah. I could get that kind of community going for propane. I know. Um, so, okay, so it says, please note, previous owner reports that the high boy is haunted. He reports continuous nightmares for he and his wife while it was in their room. He also reported that the dogs would not stop barking at it. So they put that in the store and then, I mean, I go to a Habitat for Humanity that's like by here. It's kind of their their thing. They post like the stuff that they have online. They'll post the price. So this isn't my point in saying that is, is that I don't necessarily think this was like a designed to go viral thing. It could have been, but it's not unusual sure. for them to post a picture of the thing and even post the sign that they have next to it on their Facebook. If all the Habitat for Humanities use the same kind of strategy. Makes sense. Um, so, yeah. So they posted the picture of the set and the sign on a Monday and it got a lot of attention because it was so weird, obviously. And then two days later, these two guys who are regulars bought it. Um, they said that they didn't believe they didn't buy it because it was haunted. They bought it because they loved how it looked. It was very pretty, but they were, I mean, they were intrigued by the haunting story. They're like, that's cool. But also this is a great bedroom set. So I'm going to buy that. Yeah. So because it was so weird, it became a news item and the store manager was interviewed by a local paper and said that putting it out there wasn't intended to go viral. They just felt like it was their responsibility to share it. And this is their quote about it. We're a Christian housing ministry, so we didn't want to not disclose that. Oh, okay. That makes a certain amount of sense. Yeah. I mean, if their branch of Christianity is, you know, a believer in hauntings and demonic stuff, like they're not so jokey about that. You know? Yeah. So, yes. Now let's move on to a store called Texas Thrift. This is Kukachu. Okay. (laughs) This is a store that has been a bunch of different businesses over time. First, it was a bookstore, then it was a grocery store, and now it's a thrift store, and it has been for a while. But this legend about it being haunted starts back when it was a bookstore. They say that a woman came in from the rain. She was like dipping in to to get out of the cold. And some people say she was a psychic medium, which seems to be, well, I'm telling kind of backwards. This woman came in. And then she shot herself in the lobby. Oh, my God. Everybody else was just shopping around. This woman comes in from the rain and shoots herself. And people say also she was a psychic medium. I feel that this story is probably not true. I didn't find anything about this being like a factual thing that happened. Yeah. And saying that she's a psychic medium, I feel like is laying it on thick with the creepy stuff. I I agree. You only need that she shot herself in the story. You don't need that she was also a psychic medium. It has that very familiar smack of a late in the game addition to a story (laughs) you know also she was psychic yeah i'm thinking that perhaps it was an addition because is there an i didn't see anything that said this but i was thinking about like how this got added on is there supposed to be maybe a little bit of an implication there that because she could tap into these forces like she was overwhelmed by the already existing demonic stuff there and it caused her to shoot herself oh, like that is she more susceptible because she's psychic so you know are you are you sort of suggesting that like she came in to get out of the rain right but once she got in she was like ooh, i know exactly what i must do i wonder yeah that's that's weird within the thing of the story because it doesn't seem to be that like this place has stuff happen because of this woman who came in and shot herself yeah that just seems from what i was reading like one of the things that has happened in this place oh so you know like one of the scary occurrences that's happened in this place so i'm totally making it up i was wondering if people are like well she was a psychic and she could tell this place was cursed right and it either manipulated her and maybe a spirit made her shoot herself or she was just like i can't handle this i'm out of here yeah. i don't know um But people who go to the thrift store today say that things fly off the shelves, um, that they've like seen scary figures there. Somebody said that they saw a Wendigo in the area of the thrift store. Okay. Um, There was no other detail on that. and I looked for it, but I did see people reference it in a couple places. Now, that might have nothing to do with anything. I know, but you know. It could just be a Wendigo 
in mm-hmm. the area of Texas. Right. Yeah. Um, but here's a firsthand account from somebody named Joel who experienced something scary in the thrift store. This was from backpackerverse.com. It'll be linked in the show notes. So Joel went to the thrift store one Saturday morning because he was bored and he had ants in the pants, you know, avoiding chores and whatnot. Okay. Um, he said, is it, "Oh, this isn't your edition." Well, I said he had ants in the pants, okay. <laughs> and then it was a quote from him that says, "You know, avoiding chores and whatnot." Okay. okay. Now this is all Joel. I was walking down this aisle full of men's clothing when I felt something make hard contact with my foot. I stopped and looked under the thick row of blue jeans, but I didn't see anything. When I read this first, I thought he was calling them thick blue jeans. <laughs> and I was like, wow, they really like sort things to a fair thee well at this thrift store, at this Texas thrift. They've got blue jeans. They've got the thick blue jeans. I guess because it's Texas. They divide up their blue jeans into categories. What would thick blue jeans even be? I happen to know. So most blue jeans, let me put my phone down. Most blue jeans are made with some sort of like stretchy spandex blend. There's something called raw denim that is just denim, just that. It's a very thick material. So that's probably a thick blue jean. Glad I asked. Yeah. People, when they get raw denim pants, what you're supposed to do is put them on. They're going to be uncomfortable. You're supposed to get in the bathtub with them on so that the wetness like conforms them to your body and then take them off and let them dry or whatever. And then, that- then you're only supposed to wash them like once a year. Are people actually doing that? this i think my friend mike did really yeah so you squidge around (laughs) it's bizarre i know it's very weird um but again sustainable if you're buying this very fancy pair of denim that's supposed to be perfectly fitted to your bod and you know really stands the test of time you barely have to wash it so it doesn't fall apart what an appropriate thing to talk about quote a very fancy pair of denim that's what you just said (laughs) oh i need a new pair of denims Ooh, Ooh, nice denims fancy (laughs) um okay so i lost it where was the thick pants Okay, thick row of blue jeans, but I didn't see anything. I figured I ran into one of the support poles underneath. I wound up walking into the men's shirt section, and I started to dig around for some sweet button-ups. I was standing by, uh. <laughs> standing by a, round circle of the, a round circle display of them when I felt the same sensation of something hard knocking into my foot. This time, I didn't even bother to look. I just turned around and started to walk in the other direction. But the thing followed. I saw the hand reaching out from beneath clothes before I had time to react. I saw it clutch at my ankle and use gravity to pull me down to the ground. I know. What does that mean? I don't know. (laughs) I thought the same thing. Summoned the power of gravity. I thought the same thing. It used gravity to, I don't know. Anytime you fall, technically it's gravity pulling you to the ground. I know. Does he mean I fell over? (laughs) I don't know. I was trying to think if he was maybe using the wrong word. He meant like they use their leverage of, of, I don't know, being able to hang on to a rack. Using the power of raw gravity. I saw it clutch at my ankle and use gravity to pull me down to, yeah, I don't know. There's... I seen it happen while I was looking at the sweet button-up denims. He used gravity on me. Sergeant? My favorite force used against me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I saw it clutch at my ankle and use gravity to pull me down to the ground. As I lay on the cold peach-colored tile floor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I love the things people say. Like, the details of the things this man is choosing to share are almost more interesting to me than whatever haunting. I'm going to make it even better. Thick denim, sweet button-ups, the power of gravity and peach colored flooring his choices are fascinating okay i'm gonna make this even better for you because like i said it's from backpackerverse.com but i trimmed some things out for the retelling to make it more pithy oh boy uh not any of his not any of his story but i trimmed out what the author of the article was writing because i i'm gonna go in and read it as it is because i think you'll enjoy this i'm loving it okay because I love the word usage. There's more u- word usage from the author of the article. All right. So I'm starting over so we can, can we can have all of it, but it, we weren't that far in sure, anyway. Sure. Okay. So Joel, like, let me start up here. Hang on. Since, okay, no, it does start here. So 
Joel had found his way into the thrift store one Saturday morning because he was bored and antsy. You know, avoiding chores and whatnot, he smirked. I was walking down this aisle full of men's clothing when I felt something make hard contact with my foot. I stopped and looked under the thick row of blue jeans, but I didn't see anything. I figured I ran to one of the support poles underneath, he said with a nonchalant gesture. I wound up walking into the men's shirt section, and I started to dig around for some sweet (laughs) button-ups. I was standing by a round circle display of them when I felt that same sensation of something hard knocking into my foot. This time, I didn't even bother to look. I just turned around and started to walk in the other direction. But the thing followed, he added, looking down into his lap. I saw the hand reaching out from beneath the clothes before it had time to react. I saw it clutch at my ankle and use gravity to pull me to the ground. As I lay on the cold peach-colored tile floor, I vaguely wondered why the fall hadn't hurt. And then out of the clothes comes this little girl with long red hair. She slowly began to climb on top of me, beginning at my legs that I couldn't seem to move. When her face finally appeared above mine, I wish more than anything that I could unsee what I saw. Joel whimpered. Wikipedia, I didn't say that all right. The things that I, I, you're when, absolutely right. The thing that the person who wrote the article is adding or using to explain what this guy went through are it's playing. It's turning it into a short story. I extracted right? those and just right. condensed Joel's dialogue. I understand why you did it, but it's fascinating to hear what the the author was doing because when it's when at the one moment where he goes like, "But the thing followed me," he said, looking down to his lap. Mm-hmm. It's so it's like a sullen little boy. I know. But he followed me. Like looking into your lap is such a defeated child motion i think it is yeah. and joel whimpered this he whimpered when my face wait when her face finally appeared above mine i wish more than anything that i could unsee what i saw yeah that's what he was I saying don't think so. journalist i doubt it yeah she began to snarl at me with sharp pointy and bloody teeth she was insanely strong but i fought against her knowing that deep in my mind she was a servant of the devil oh Exhausted, I closed my eyes and just lashed at her over and over again, he said, flailing his arms out in front of him. That's when I heard my name being said over and over by a store clerk. There were several there were several of them all around me. One of them mentioned that an ambulance was on its way. I turned to hide my face. I was so relieved that the dead woman hadn't been real. But when I looked flat underneath all the rows of clothes, I swore I saw her crawling away on the opposite side of the store, he said, looking upset. Ultimately, I don't know who she is or what she wants. I just know she is dangerous to everyone in Killeen. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So Quite an account. A couple things. I thought, uh, was it a child or was it a woman? Uh, it, wasn't it? I, I don't know. The first thing when he was like, maybe I little girl. Okay. A little girl with long red hair, face appeared. Bah, bah, bah. It was an extremely strong little girl. Okay, but yes. then I think after that, when he said that she went away or whatever, I f- feel like he described her as He a, did. He said the dead woman hadn't the been dead real. dead woman. You're right. Woman and little girl are, are different things to me. Yeah, but, I don't know. Um, first of all, a kid hiding in the clothing stacks yes. is something that absolutely happens. Oh, totally. I know, because I for sure did it. Yes. I, I definitely hid in the clothing stacks at like Bradley's. Marshall's, Bradley's. Mm-hmm. And and mom and dad were like, where is, where is he? They had to call your name over the lightspeaker. There you go. Yeah, I was that little punk hiding in the clothes. So like- I first of all, I know that's coming back my way. Is always going to do that to me or something. But I'll know exactly where to look for her. I'll well, be like, she's in the clothing stacks. That's right. Also, the chances are lessened because you guys do a lot of online shopping. That's true. So there are fewer trips to a Bradley's. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but there's still some. There, right. Don't worry. I, I still make some frequent trips to Bradley's and a Caldor. <laughs> but a child ghost hiding in the stacks of clothes mm-hmm. is kind of appropriate and interesting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wanted to mention, so the comments on this article, because it was posted to Facebook, so then you can kind of see the Facebook comments on the, you know what I mean? Um, There were people being like, I've been there a million times, nothing's ever happened to me. Um, I used to work at the bookstore where apparently that lady shot herself, nothing ever happened. But then there are other people being like, yeah, I've gone to that thrift store, it has like a spooky vibe, I don't know. Yeah, that happens to me every time I go in there. (laughs) Right. I go there every week and that happens to me every week. Every week. Then there was a comment from somebody named Manriquez Ventura Penny, who had a Grim Grim Reaper profile pic, who... um, who has something to say awesome. to poor Joel here. He said, you know, 
I find it hilarious that men will post things that make them seem badass, brave men. But if this were to happen to them for real, they'd be crapping in their pants. (laughs) If you believe in God, then you believe in Satan. And one day you will see something that will make you beg for God to be there with you. Don't test him. What? That's what, right. What are they even talking also, about? I know. This story doesn't make Joel seem like a cool, uh, badass, brave man. No, he whimpers he, in it. Yes, he whimpers and cowers on the floor. So that's why I, I want to include it because I thought it was funny. I was no, like, what's a, this guy even getting worked up about? I know. I love the things that just people say. I know. It's <laughs> awesome. Just random people just making outlandish claims or <laughs> using strange phrases. There's nothing to be upset about. Yeah. Plus, in the story, Joel says, I knew she was an agent of the devil. Which yeah, implies right. that he does believe in the devil. Yes. Even though that commenter's like, if you believe in God, then you must believe in the de-. Like, he's refuting things that... They're, that need no refuting. Exactly. It's, it's fascinating. Very weird. Also, the story that Joel told is very similar to the real, quote-unquote, story of Annabelle. Because do you remember, like, so... It was a nurse who lived with like her female and male friend yeah. who brought home Annabelle. And one of the initial like Annabelle scary things was that the dude that they lived with was in bed and Annabelle scooched her little redheaded body from his feet up to his chest. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe this is where Annabelle was. Maybe maybe Annabelle took a trip here. Or like Annabelle's maybe. cousin. Maybe this was a doll. Little girl. Right. right. I know. Exactly. Well, the idea about Annabelle is that, like, it was a spirit of a demon who just used that doll as a vessel. Like, the doll itself wasn't, like, a girl named Annabelle spirit. So maybe it's the same demon. Maybe. And maybe it liked that appearance of Annabelle or something and decided to appear this way to Joel at the Texas Thrift. Maybe, honestly, maybe the demon that was using Annabelle as as a vessel or whatever is like, eh. Now the doll is just kept in a cage in the Warren's museum. No more. Not not fun anymore. I can go find out other dolls. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to tell you one more story. And this is going to be a story not of a thrift store, but just an item, a haunted item. And this was from Reddit. It's user Stardust1374. and It's about a haunted shirt. Cool. They say, I was at my favorite antique store to buy vintage clothing from, and I found a U.S. Navy blue wool sailor's top from World War II. I was super excited about this find, and all I could think of was what stories this particular piece of clothing could tell me if it could talk. Anyway, I draped it over my arm with a few other pieces of clothing that I had picked up, and I walked my elated self over to the fitting rooms to see what pieces I'd picked up that actually fit. I tried on several of the items that I picked up with nothing of note occurring. Then I get to the sailor's top. I put it on all excited, and it fit great. While I'm checking it out in the mirror and making sure that it actually fit well over my chest and I have enough movement in my shoulders, an extremely heavy feeling came over me. It started at my head and just sank over the rest of me, pushing down on me. It sort of felt like I was a stranger in my own mind and that someone else was in my body. I had to sit down. It was that heavy and overwhelming. I took the shirt off and the feeling lightened a little, but it didn't fully go away until the next day. In the end, I still ended up buying the shirt and I wear it from time to time. But every once in a while when I'm wearing it, I get that heavy feeling. Not as bad, though, as when I first put the shirt on. What? I know. Why'd what? you buy the shirt? Why are you, why'd you buy it and why do you still wear it sometimes? I know. I don't know. Well, they were thrilled with the look of it. So I wonder if it's seriously that simple. <laughs> the pros outweigh the cons. I look great in this shirt, but it makes me feel like garbage. Right. It makes me feel like I'm not in charge of my own mind. Right. A stranger in my own mind. That sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> sounds horrible. There's yes. um, a, a listener of ours, Chloe, mm-hmm. sent us a care package to our P.O. box. Yeah. And in it was a book called Black and White. It was uh, a stories. I think they were like stories from the UK, just like little totally uh, um, uh, anthology sort of horror stories, Mm -hmm. all, all, you know, little separate horror stories. And I've been reading it every night when we put Zoe down for bed. I, you know, Zoe can't understand what I'm saying, but we try to read to her so she gets the cadence of reading and hears, you know, other words and we give her the attention and everything. But so I've been reading this book that's, you know, it's for kids. It's Mm -hmm. like a kid's scary book. Um, and one of the stories in it is about a um, a coin that whoever holds it 
basically is like the second that like I give you this coin, you're in the throes of depression. Okay. You're sullen. You feel heavy. You're like dragging your feet. You don't want to do anything. That's like in Harry Potter when they keep having to wear the Horcrux around their necks. Yeah, you're They like right. trade it from person to person. You're right. Yeah. It's interesting. So like the two kids in the story are really the first people to like, they get it in change from a woman at the store who's like, here's your change. Take it and get out of here. And they're like, oh, why was she so mean? Yeah. And then he turns to his buddy who's like, I don't know, who cares? It's like, oh, they start to realize like whoever has the coin like starts to like feel this weight weighing them down and everything. And so they start trying to figure out how to get rid of it without passing it to somebody else and putting the curse on them. So they trade it amongst each other a couple of times and put it in envelopes they're not touching and stuff. And that story made me think of that. Yeah. Like an artifact that like for whatever reason, the the thing attached to it is just something that like psychically Mm -hmm. or emotionally – weighs you down right it's almost more insidious than like a ghost with an agenda it's like no no no. for whatever reason it's vague enough that you could think it's just you it just mires you and yeah exactly you can just which is messed up oh i just feel horrible today right but no really if you just had this thing off of your person if you took it out of your pocket and threw it away you'd feel better yeah i mean i guess the same way that like it sounds funny but i'm making an actual point the same way that like um like bo or something could stick to a shirt or whatever like i guess if you think that maybe feelings or your aura or something has some sort of not physical mass but like some sort of something i guess you could think it could stick to something in the same way emotion lingering yeah disturbance like something that's like uh, tangible in some sort of way like it can stick to it yeah it's interesting. It's interesting. All right. So before we move on to Will's topic, we want to talk to you about our sponsor, career coach, Tracy Michelle Bullock of SimplicityDoYourDream.com. Mm-hmm. So we've been talking about Tracy Michelle for the last few weeks, but something that hasn't come up is that in addition to her career coaching that she does for entrepreneurs, for people who work in offices, even for bosses and owners and things like that. Tracy also creates communities online that you can join, even if that stuff isn't necessarily in your wheelhouse. So among other things, she has a monthly fiction book club that's for the Simplicity Do Your Dream community called We Read that you can find through the events tab on her website. So not only does she offer professional services, but she's also just like, I don't know, she's getting people together and creating a space for and also i think it's kind of neat that this is completely unrelated to work stuff it's just a fiction book book club to like let loose and enjoy yourself a little bit with other people because honestly like that's a part of being productive and doing well in work it's it's not always great to think of it that way but the fact of the matter is like rest which you should do just on yep. its own for its own purposes does positively impact your work life oh 100 percent. you've got to care for yourself mm-hmm. in order to be able to do all the work stuff that you want to tackle yeah you can't chase your ambition if you're weighed down by a bad penny yeah so to speak so like a community like this is a great place to be able to like I don't know, talk to other people, blow off steam. Mm -hmm. And by the way, Tracy Michelle Bullock's other work obviously means that this community is really a true networking. Yeah. You might be interacting in this way with um, other people that are in a similar boat to you. People that are either starting a business want to start a business, people that have maybe solved problems that that you haven't yet, or people that are struggling with problems that you have solved and can help them with. Yeah. A community is a great place to be able to like lean on other people and get to know folks. Especially now it's it's really hard to meet new people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh but yeah, don't forget that in addition to that community, you can get personalized advice from Tracy. Tracy is a business pro. Make your appointment for a free 30-minute call to discuss career coaching by going to at Tracy Michelle Bullock or www.simplicitydoyourdream.com. Just for a guide to the unknown listeners, Tracy is offering 20% off your first month of coaching if you name drop GTTU pod when you get in touch with her. That's right. So go to at Tracy Michelle Bullock on Instagram. That's Michelle with one L and simplicitydoyourdream.com and let Tracy know that Guides the Unknown sent you for 20% off your first month of coaching. Get some advice from Tracy and join the community. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's go online. Mm -hmm. The online world of of weirdo haunted stuff. Now, I have to say a couple of things. One, 
There is the big like uh, granddaddy of, course. of haunted eBay stuff, um, which some people may know of. It's called the Dybbuk Box. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Lightning Bruh. strike. Uh, we have discussed the Dybbuk Box a couple of times on Guide to the Unknown. I would say we were on the cutting edge of Dybbuk Box yeah, stuff. I, I think that is absolutely true. We first discussed it in Guide to the Unknown episode 25, and then we did a longer deep dive in Guide to the Unknown 137. The Dybbuk Box was an artifact that appeared on eBay. The idea was maybe there's a demon in this thing. And eventually, now Zach Bagans mm-hmm. of Ghost Adventures has it in his haunted museum. It's It's the big one. Yeah. But here's the thing. Because there have been splashes in the world of haunted, cursed stuff being sold online, because those things have gone viral, it's created a business ecosystem for them. Yeah. Making it complicated for me to find (laughs) good stories because there are a bajillion of them. You even right now, if you Google, you know, haunted eBay item, cursed eBay item, haunted Craigslist item, you're just going to get a thousand articles about the commerce mm-hmm. around making, selling, and buying spooky stuff online. There's a, a huge article from the New York Times called The Weird World of Haunted eBay, Purchased with Caution. Mm. And it's about this sort of phenomenon. Um, but having said that, I did do some research and I did find a few things. One of which I'm sure I've talked about before, but there's a modern update to it. So let's start with a, a sort of a mini Okay. This is uh, something that was found on eBay that has a micro lore to it. It's a painting called The Anguished Man. Yes. Are you familiar with this? I think we did talk about it. We talked about this one? There's another painting I ta- I'm going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, maybe. Is, I'm yeah. sure we've discussed A little boy? Before. Yes. Okay, that we've about talked that. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, The Anguished Man is a painting created by an unknown artist and owned by a man named Sean Robinson. Um, he said that he inherited the painting from his grandmother, uh, and that the artist who created this painting, it's of a, of a person wailing, mm-hmm. just looking, you know, anguished, angry, yeah, anguished. <laughs> uh, so evidently, or supposedly the artist mixed their own blood into the paint. I have heard of this. And later died by suicide. Yeah. Um, after finishing the work, the painting has been characterized as being haunted. Um, and, uh, Sean Robinson has posted videos of the painting to, to YouTube. So it's just, uh-huh. it's just sort of ambiguously haunted. Right. You know, it's just honestly, so there is a precedent in artwork for mixing your blood with ink yeah, and, and writing a book or mm-hmm. the lore behind the Necronomicon, for example, or kiss yeah. did this. They, they are said to have mixed their blood into the ink. Um, for like a comic book or something really? like that. Yeah, yeah. I know that. I know that Walt Flanagan from uh, Tell Him Steve Dave and who runs Kevin Smith's um, Jane Saw Bob Secret Stash, or used to, um, he wanted to mix his blood <laughs> into a comic they did. And I think he did. I think really? He, yeah, I think he didn't run it through the proper channels. He just was like, because they won't let me. Yeah, right. So I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I know the people who made the Saw movies would release posters where the ink made for of, of the poster was mixed with blood. Really? Yeah, because they would do blood drives for a while. That was like a big marketing thing is that they would donate blood around the release of Saw movies. Really? Mm-hmm. That's really nice. That's it's, very good. It's really nice. And it's it's on theme. It's, I know. I love that. I know. It's so funny, too, because I don't know. It seemed they use blood in such a gross way. Yes. I love that. That's so fun. For sure. Yeah. So um, here are some other uh, things that have evidently been sold on eBay. These are two items that I got from a longer listicle from Mental Floss. Uh, So I picked two that I thought were kind of interesting. One is, quote unquote, the sexy spirit bra. Ah, very good. It's a brassiere that's haunted. Made in the 1950s, it is a size 32A. Um, Some of the benefits can be enjoyed even if you don't plan on wearing it. (laughs) What? The benefits? The benefits. (laughs) You can place the bra by a lit white candle to see the spirit of the original owner or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. In a full-bodied apparition. Um, and the seller notes that if you break out a red candle, you will have a celebratory encounter. Oh, my God. With the seller. Oh, my God. Presumably Dan Aykroyd owns this case. Yeah, right. <laughs> this garment. <laughs> if you've seen <laughs> Ghostbusties. Uh, and they also called out, Mental Floss, they called out the Haunted Ziploc. Okay. It is a clear, 
sandwich bag. Okay. With Ziploc technology. Mm-hmm. Um, it can restore or heal anything. What? Quote, there is no wrong way to use the haunted Ziploc bag of restoration. It works on snack foods. The best. The most effective way to use this bag we've discovered is to purify, decontaminate, revive, and give new life to food items such as Cheetos, sandwiches, pizza, chopped veggies, and granola. What? What's going on? The ad says it's haunted, but it may not actually involve a ghost, whatever that means. What? Was this an ad put out by Ziploc or something? I don't understand what's happening. Neither do I. If you stick a lock of a loved one's hair inside, it can, quote, heal, resurrect, protect, or lessen the burden of that person through some sort of interplanetary higher plane, the seller claims. The bag comes in sets of three, six, and nine. (laughs) So you can get a bunch of them. You can have a lot of them. It's so... Look, I don't think that bag is haunted or whatever, but I'm just saying. It's so weird that, like, in their listing, they kind of delegitimize it by joking about snacks and stuff? I don't know if they're joking. What? (laughs) I don't know if they're joking. Now, this article is just old enough that the links to the original listings don't exist anymore, Uh so I just have to take their quote of the original listing. Right, face value. What it is. What what am I going to do? But um, I, 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 I have to believe... The entire listing is a joke. Uh huh. Um, so that makes me think that the non, not that they're not joking, but like the description of it, I do think that saying that it can revitalize your snacks, yeah, is equally as plausible in this circumstance as it can heal your loved one. Because the whole so thing you don't is think fake. it can revitalize your snacks. So you're saying? Well, it's supposed to. Ziploc should keep your snacks. Yeah, it's really preserving. Exactly. If it's, yeah, if, if you can put true. a stale Oreo in there and it comes out nice and crispy. I don't know. I mean, I know that you can put stale bread in the microwave with like a wet paper towel and it comes out better. What? Yeah, because you like steam the bread back to life. Oh. So, Maybe that's really what the wet paper towel does, though. It what? Yeah, it you is. Just put a wet paper towel next to fresh bread. Yeah. It'll dampen it. What? And then if you put that in the microwave, it'll be fine again. What? Yes. Correct. <laughs> what are you talking about? Maybe that's just the paper towel. Then. What do you think I meant? Well, the, presumably the microwave is doing something, too. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you need heat. You're well, steaming it. You're spice. You're steaming the paper. You're creating steam from the paper towel that wakes up the bread. It's just weird to put like a soggy, like yes. a soggy paper towel is what like kids throw in a cafeteria. It's weird that that has a purpose to me, is, is really what I'm saying. It does. Yeah. You never heated up dumplings in the microwave? Also a wet paper towel. Okay, go ahead. A wet paper towel? Yes. <laughs> right, who knew? It's steaming it. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeez. I apologize for for joking about the damp paper towel. It's okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. So here are some items that are available right now. Uh, these are things that literally, if you're listening to this episode as we're recording it live or once it drops, you've got a couple of days before these eBay listings uh, expire. expire. Yeah. So, uh, here's the first one, a haunted Elvis clock. Okay. This is literally a clock with a photograph of Elvis on it. The starting bid is at $55. There's not a single bid. Okay. And it ends on Sunday. Here's the description. I've had them for a few months now. And his is one of, of my most fascinating. This is a 1980s Elvis clock, Elvis, Elvis clock that is spirited by a 17-year-old boy named Johnny, who I would have to say is positive, but has his moments. <laughs> he seems to get angry easily. He was definitely a wild child that I suspect wasn't liked by his neighbors for being such a problem child. <laughs> I see him breaking into abandoned houses, vandalism, and fire starting for fun. Oh, and rock music. Lots of rock music. <laughs> I believe he died in a car crash with his mother, but she survived. I'm not 100% because he gets upset trying to talk about it. And despite giving her flax, I think I'm supposed to just say flack. Flack. He does miss her very much. He enjoys other boys around his age. His vessel is a clock, but it is broken and missing it. The wait, 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 though. He misses his mom. Has she not passed now? This was a teenager in the 50s. This is a. <laughs> and his wait. mom is still alive today. I don't think there's anything about the 50s. Oh, OK. Yeah, it could have. It could have. OK. All right. Yeah. But uh, he's possessing a clock that doesn't work. Right. So what you're buying is a broken clock. Yes. That may or may not have a ghost in it. But um, I do not know the inner workings of the clock. 
I don't know if they're still functional, but most likely not. I feel this is another reason he's angry. <laughs> <laughs> so fix the clock. Fix the clock. Uh, Bring it to a clock guy. Fix the clock. Heal the boy. Yeah, right. It's like the NBC tagline. <laughs> the, fix the clock. Heal the boy. Um, save the world. Yeah, save, save the, the cheerleader, cheerleader or whatever. Yeah. Um, most eBay listings right now, if you look up haunted stuff, the, I have to say supply and demand right sure i think the demand has dwindled okay so the supply is getting real weird <laughs> because a lot of them are still dolls obviously right. haunted dolls are really the big the classic the big thing but the storytelling the the beautiful storytelling i find is lacking I've, really i've clicked on numerous haunted doll listings that are just go like this doll is haunted. Oh, boy. I'm not responsible for what happens to whoever buys it, but they have no, there's no embellishment anymore. It used to be, yeah, they would expound and go on and on about what well, the ghost, it would be more like this haunted Elvis clock with a story and a theory behind it, but not not so much anymore. So the episode that was before our first Dimmick Box episode was one where I went through haunted eBay listings and yeah. read them. And yeah, like the, those were extensive yes. backstories. So if you're interested in that, I guess that must be episode 24 then. I guess so. Yeah, they, they used to they used to really have something going on. Right. And I just, I feel like they're truly kind of lacking now. Just not the same. It's not the same. And I really, I have to chalk that up to the idea that maybe people are less interested or uh-huh. the market's so flooded. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Right. Maybe there's too much supply. And so they're just like people are just like, oh, I gotta put another thing up. Uh yeah. item is haunted. Next. They'll be item happy with anything. Is haunted. Next. Mm-hmm. You just gotta move on. Totally. But here's here's the other item that I have um listed that is still available now. Starting bid 99 cents. Seven days left as of this recording. That's a steal. Cursed mummified squirrel. Ew. I'd squirrel. It's a stretch to call this mummified. Why? It appears to me to just be the body of a dead squirrel. Ugh. May I show you the photo? Yes, you may. Oh my god. Would you like to describe what you're looking at? Oh my god. How lean is that in, mummified? Lean in and look closer. Okay, it's bones with a tail. Yes. Ugh. There's a little fur. Yeah, there's a little fur, but it's disgusting. It's disgusting. That is not mummified. Nor What are they talking about? Nor can I tell if it's even been uh picked up by anybody because the photograph of it Yeah, it's outside like outside on a bunch of leaves. Yeah. <laughs> so, here's the description. Again, it's a steal starting at 99 cents. I guess he figured if somebody actually b- bids on it, then he'll pick it up. But is this this whole thing has to be a joke, right? Like yes. if we were to bid on it, he'd almost be like crap i have to tell yeah you. yeah for oh, sure man, i can't believe i have to pick this thing up yeah um so here's the description <laughs> his is a cursed mummified <laughs> squirrel don't use this on your worst enemy unless they really really deserve it this squirrel is nothing but bad luck for whoever you give it to Andy thought it would be funny. Who's Andy? Andy just comes out of nowhere here. Andy thought it would be funny to give to his roommate as a joke. Maybe the, maybe speaking in third person. Oh, my God. Maybe he's Andy. I yeah. His roommate had a terrible biking accident the next day. William picked up the squirrel mummy on the side of the road and took it home with him. A few hours later, he went to the emergency room because he couldn't breathe and had chest pain. Sarah. Maybe he inhaled weird squirrel, like. Squirrel dust. <laughs> yeah. Squirrel skin. <laughs> Sarah, hid wife, found it and tried to throw it away, but it kept showing back up on her porch. The squirrel joke, damn it, the squirrel curse is no joke, but it's a joke. It it is a joke, (laughs) but what, what joke actually ends up as a live eBay listing? I know they went really far. I mean, they were probably joking around about doing this and then somebody actually did it. I guess you can upload things pretty quickly to eBay now. They probably had that disgusting picture in their phone and then they just went to app and uploaded it. Yeah, they just went to app. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I could make an offer on it. Is there a buy it now? There's not a buy it now. There's there's place bid. It's starting at 99 cents. Right. Or I can make an offer. Okay. I could make an offer of 25 cents. Right. And see what he says. Um, just for the hell of it. Yes, I think go ahead and do that. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and do that real okay. quick. So we are, just to be clear, we are bidding on a dead squirrel right now that is said to be haunted. 
It's claimed to have been mummified. There's no way. It's clearly just a dead squirrel on the ground. Right. Um, there, 25 cents. There is no way that anybody has ever picked this thing up. No. Um, but the fact that there's an eBay listing for it really makes me think. Although I wonder if they really did pick it up and like mess with each other that way, where they're like, it showed up on Sarah's stoop and then it was on William's car or right. whatever. Yeah, maybe. So maybe they are disgusting kids who were picking it up and like putting it on each other's stuff. Um, maybe. Right, and that's so just its resting place at the moment, the picture. I can add a message with my 25 cent. Okay. Offer. What should we put? Um, hey, what's up with this? How haunted is this thing, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, how haunted is this thing, really? Um, Smiley face. Have you had a psychic or medium attempt to suss out any <laughs> demonic? Suss out. <laughs> I'm assuming this is like a 14-year-old setting spider. <laughs> I don't know. Suss out is like old talk. He's going to pick us as olds and not communicate with us. You really going to pick this thing up off <laughs> the ground and send it to me? <laughs> okay. Is that all right? Read it back, please. Hey, how haunted is this thing, really? Have you had a psychic or medium attempt to suss out any demonic activity or something? You really going to pick this thing up off the ground and send it to me? I think take off, you're going to pick this thing up the ground and send it to me. I want their version of an honest answer back. Before before we get obvious. Yes. We're making fun of the listing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Maybe maybe he did this and he like forgot he did it. I feel like that's completely possible. Oh, you can't bid 25 cents. Oh, why not? You have to enter a price of 99 cents or more. Oh, no. So if I'm going to I'm going to offer 99 cents. Yeah, okay. Is, why not? Sure. But damn it. Then will I technically be the first bidder? Yeah, I guess so. Right? I guess. I mean. I'm afraid of actually getting it. Oh, Should God. I be? There's no way he's going to No, there's thing. no way. Okay, so I'm going to bid there's 99 no cents. Yeah. Okay. Review offer. Can you send a message along with it still? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, the message will still go through. Okay, great, great, great. Okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. Ah, man, I really wish he'd listed it for a full dollar, because now I've offered 99 cents, which is exactly what a starting bid is. Right. Oh, shipping's 10 bucks. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. Go to their profile and see what other stuff they have listed, if anything. Okay. This, uh, let's see. Um, sh uh, seller does not, oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. I thought it said seller does not have other items. Okay. Get it for less. 100% positive feedback. Okay. Items for sale. They've got but a few. Pumpkin Masters Halloween carving kit. Okay. A t-shirt with a picture of a kitty cat in a teacup. That sounds nice. And a Cuban Revolution t-shirt. Weird. And Who then a is cursed this? mummified squirrel. Who is this monster? I don't I don't understand. I just don't understand. That's very strange. Uh, now, Will, we didn't touch on, we've obviously touched on it before, but a, a haunted eBay purchase that you yourself made that's true. in the past that sits here on our set, Will purchased what was listed as a Dybbuk box. Yeah. It is a ceramic like jewelry box or something with an angel on it that somebody covered in gray paint to try to make it look aged and scary. I... um. I'm wishing I had just messaged him without making an offer. I feel like that's probably. An I think you can withdraw. Somewhere. I think you can withdraw your bed. Can you? I think so. I feel I better do that. Yeah, maybe you'd better. <laughs> I don't. There's no way he's picking this thing up. It's clearly a photo he took and then wrote a listing. Yeah. I think I've boxed him in, and we're going to get an interesting response or nothing at all. Yeah. I'm just going to leave it alone. All right. I think it'll be fine. I don't think anything's actually coming my way. Nah, I doubt it. All right. So let's talk about the big enchilada. Okay. The last one which has a modern update to it, but I will tell some history. This is a painting called The Hands Resist Him. Mm -hmm. The Hands yes. Resist Him. The, the, the painting itself depicts a boy of, uh, let's say, around six or seven years old, something like that, standing in front of a glass door. He's standing on a street outside. He's got a glass door behind him that's got panes of glass in it. Um, he is standing beside a girl. No, wait. She's not just some little girl. She is a doll. Mm -hmm. She's a, a life-size doll, like a four-year-old girl, but a doll. The glass door, which should be looking into a building, is pitch black. You yeah. cannot see anything. 
in the room. But pressed against the panes of glass are tons of hands. Just hands that stretch then into the darkness. You cannot see whose hands they are, but they're hands pressed against the glass of the building. Um, and the girl is holding something. Mm-hmm. Something. Here's how the legend began. In February of the year 2000, a selling listed this painting on eBay, explaining that the painting they believe is cursed or haunted. Included in these claims, this is from Wikipedia, um, were that the characters in the painting moved around at night. Sometimes they would even leave their painting and be present in the room where the painting was uh, uh, displayed. Um, and they set, they had photographs that s- claimed to show an, uh, an incident where the female doll character threatened the male, the boy, with a gun. Oh, my God. Which, to me, is dumb. Mm-hmm. The idea Too far. of one character in a painting sticking up <laughs> yeah. the other character in the painting with a pistol is <laughs> ludicrous to me. But pretty funny. But fine. Anyway, um, the uh, disclaimer in the listing absolved the seller from any liability if the painting is to be sold. Mm-hmm. It had all the right ingredients. Again, this is the year 2000, so this is way before trendiness of all this right. stuff. It had all the right ingredients for attention. The thing went viral. Eventually, it sold for just over a thousand bucks. Oh my God. $1,025 to Perception Gallery in Michigan. Here's what this painting really is. Because that's all the, the theory yeah. lore around it. The quote-unquote gun that people see in the doll's hands is a battery. It's a it's a bat because she's a doll. It's yeah, like I guess about like mechanical. Pieces. Oh, okay. It's a battery. Um, at least that's the claim by a person named Bill Stone Stoneham Stoneham. Uh-huh. But what does he know? Well, he painted it. <laughs> He's the painter. So he painted this painting Yeah, somewhere around the early 70s. The first time it was displayed was in the early 70s in a gallery in Los Angeles where it was purchased by an actor named John Marley, who was in The Godfather. He was an L.A. actor guy. After uh, John Marley's death, presumably it changed hands a couple times. Eventually, by the time of the eBay listing, it had been found in an abandoned bar, Mm -hmm. I think it was. Um, Now, Bill Stoneham... Hearing about the story of the haunting and the characters appearing outside of the painting, he had never, this didn't register for him at all. It didn't make any sense to him at all. Although, quote, Stoneham recalls that both the owner of the gallery in which the painting was first displayed and the art critic who reviewed it died within one year of coming into contact with the painting. Oh, boy. So almost immediately, the painter himself did sort of play into it, although he wasn't like, yeah, my characters come to life. Right. The meaning of the painting itself, two children, one of them is not even a human, Mm -hmm. standing in front of a door where just ghostly hands are pressed against the glass. Um, Here's the the meaning, evidently. Stoneham said, the boy is based on a photograph of himself at age five. The doorway is a representation of the dividing line between the waking world and the world of fantasy and impossibilities. The doll is a guide who will escort the boy through. Wow. Meaning escorting him from the the world of uh, of real life into a world of fantasy. Mm-hmm. The hands, the titular hands that resist and press against the glass, represent alternate lives or possibilities. Wowie. It's loaded. It's layered. So this thing went viral around the year 2000. And based on that new attention and activity, there was a burst of attention and uh, intrigue about it. Yeah. And people started commissioning new works of art from Bill Stoneham. Hmm. And so these are the other works of art that are now part of this series. The Hands Resist Him is now a series of artwork that all tell one story. So in 2004, the first commissioned piece was a sequel to The Hands Resist Him titled Resistance at the Threshold. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this uh, uh, painting, it shows the same location, the doorway on the street. It shows the same two characters, but now the little boy has grown up. 
Ah. He is like in his 50s or 60s with a, a white beard and a long duster. He's Stoneham. He's, yeah, he's Bill Stoneham. Um, and uh, so he's like a grizzled older man. Um, everything has this like kind of apocalyptic feeling. The concrete all around them is sort of cracking. Mm-hmm. And also there are gigantic hornets that are flying toward them. So he grew up to go to an apocalyptic yeah. world, I guess. Then in 2012, another commission painting called threshold at the revelation no threshold of revelation uh-huh. continues the story further they're no longer at the doorway now the man and the doll girl seem to be at some sort of like a a, a water they're like by the ocean or the sea levels have risen maybe okay and uh they're not by the door anymore it's a totally different place the the man is now old he looks like he's in like his 80s mm. and the doll appears to have become a real girl mm. she's not a doll anymore she looks like she's probably around 10 years old human okay now um very weird but it's like the apocalypse has continued yeah uh now to where society doesn't exist at all there is no doorway anymore yeah um then uh after that was a painting called the hands invent him this is uh a prequel okay uh it's uh framed as being the inside of the house uh-huh looking out finally but looking out at the original painting yeah so yeah you can see out out the door that's fun i like you can that see the silhouette of the little boy and the little girl from the original painting so yeah it's just the perspective is swapped so now we're inside but we don't see the hands pressed against the wall we see what's going on inside the house so there's like a weird tree limb thing that's creaking through hmm. um this room there are floor tiles that are being pushed up and weird dolls are coming out of them and stuff and the big deal thing in the foreground is a little boy I think it's supposed to be the same boy, mm-hmm. an alternate version of the boy, holding a paintbrush and looking over his shoulder at oh. presumably us, the viewer, with this kind of like, what are you looking at oh. type expression. Okay. And then the last, the last image in this series, Kristen, is titled What Remains? And it was produced this year. Oh. 2021. And it is the last image in the series it is complete now okay um it is the doorway again but there is no little boy there is no little girl the doorway and the hands no longer resist Uh. there's nothing to resist (laughs) but the doorway is now open Uh uh-huh but it's opening into this bizarre black void of shadows that are starting to creep out of the doorway and toward the top of the doorway the black shadows turn red into this like red bloody mist or it almost looks like it might be liquidy it's like very viscous fluid pot coming out of the doorway the fantasy world's coming into the reality now ah. um and on the on the ground is a skull so maybe it's the boy yeah. now dead as the two worlds collide right and at the top of the frame is a pair of legs dangling almost as if somebody's being pulled away or lifted up or the doll girl out of the frame it appears to be the doll girl yeah going away the guide is leaving uh-huh um i i have no idea but yeah it's cool. a five-part painting series now started by a haunted ebay rumor that's awesome and on uh bill stoneham's website it's stonehamstudios.com s-t-o-n-e uh h-a-m studios.com slash haunted he explains his story better than i i, I that's could. cool yeah it's it's very interesting so um, that's super cool uh both the owner of the gallery where the quote ha- where uh hands the painting hands was displayed and the los angeles times art critic who reviewed my show were dead within a year i'm sure it was a coincidence but some of what i paint resonates in other people opening the inner door mm. or basement Oh, by the way, I still have no idea what happened to the character actor who bought the painting at the show or how it ended up abandoned in the building, though I could speculate. So he's very comfortable. Yeah, playing into the legend behind this. Absolutely. And honestly, like the fact of the matter is that haunted eBay stuff. To me, it is storytelling, right? Like yeah, it's whether cool. whether you believe in it or not, like for this guy, it certainly opened the door to be able to continue his art. Yeah, it's a narrative thing that has like multiple parts. It's kind of interesting that yeah. it, it revitalized an art piece that was created in the seventies and totally. spurred on new entries and is still something of a legend. I still see people post that spooky, you know, the hands resist him. Yeah. I still people see people post that periodically. 
But I know I've discussed the, the overall story of the that individual painting before, mm-hmm. but it's fascinating that it's concluded that it was yes. concluded this year. Yeah. And to have the artist themselves sort of uh, reflect on it. A yeah. Little bit, it's just kind of neat. And yeah. And it came because people just love finding spooky stuff for sale online. Totally. Who knew? I think that's awesome. It's interesting. Well, guys, that takes us to the end of our show. We hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. You can go to gttupod.com to find all kinds of Guides to the Unknown stuff, including our merch store, our Facebook community, tons of past episodes, all that. And then also, if you go to patreon.com slash gttupod and you sign up at the $4 or more per month level, then you get all kinds of thank yous and bonuses for you supporting the show and helping keep it going. We have monthly bonus episodes that come out on the 13th each month. We also sometimes just drop other bonuses over there um, just because we have something that we're excited about. We do a monthly live stream where we plan the next month of shows. um, So you get to know what's coming up. And we also talk live to the chat during that. So people in there have a lot of input sometimes about what ends up being on the show. And we also have a really, really awesome Discord where patron members talk every day about a variety of topics. It's super cool. So thank you so much to our existing patrons for supporting the show. It's such a huge deal. And I hope that you enjoy our thank you bonuses. Yeah, thank you all so much. I also want to call out once again that we've got this new amazing artwork made by Drew Mm -hmm. in the Guide to the Unknown community based on conversations that we had in an episode a couple of weeks ago. And so I want you all to keep your eyes peeled uh, to tpublic.com slash user slash gttu pod because we fully intend for some of these uh works to become merchandise that you can get but i also want to say because i just looked it up right this second it looks like t public's having a sale right now so go there anyway because guide to the unknown logo t-shirts appear to be on sale at the moment oh nice so uh keep your eyes peeled for that Stay tuned to at GTTU pod on social media because then we'll be able to post when new designs are officially live. Mm-hmm. And everything that we do is going to be posted on gttupod.com. That's right. So, yeah, look forward to that, everybody. And thank you again, Drew. Yes, thank you. You can also follow Will and I individually on social media. I am at Chillin' Kristen. I am at The Myth Traveler. So thank you all so much for traveling through many myths with us Mm. this week. We'll be back next week for more. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld, go we. And maybe a little stop at the thrift store. Oh, how adorable. How adorable. Adorable little button. All right. I did kind of want to go to a thrift store in advance of this episode and find something. Yeah. To like like share or. I am wearing a thrifted shirt right now. Is that right? Yes, I am. Does it stink? No, it was our mother's shirt, William. I thrifted it from her. Nice. I don't know if that really counts. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of a stretch. Kind of counts. I don't know. I've, I just wear. I got some I, thrifted shorts recently. And I didn't like them. I put them on to wear tonight, and I was like, but I don't like them. I just wear whatever clothes I find on the street. Yeah. <laughs> Am I thrifting? Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like I haven't seen this in a while, but I used to just like sometimes like see like a pair of undies on the side. Of the yes, for sure. Like, yeah, see like a wet pair of underwear yeah, that was like caught good. in the rain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> nothing sadder than a pair of wet undies. <laughs> no, caught in the rain, <laughs> like a gutter. I'm feeling like a pair of undies out in the rain today. <laughs> if you like pina coladas <laughs> and undies caught in the rain. <laughs> do, do, do. That's great. Hope everybody enjoyed. Hope you enjoyed.